So, I just got the State Farm Personal Price Plan on my car insurance. So you told your agent you play the bagpipes for your dog? What? No, I didn't get that. Personal, my agent just helped me create an affordable price just for me. Okay, let me show you what I've been working on. Hey, Buster! Contact local agent E.G. Warren Jr. in Gulfport today. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. We got the radio and podcast side going. Welcome to tonight's show. My name is Dave Scott on Spaced Out Radio. Tonight we are talking time travel with Aji Nost as we get ready to welcome in Bill WD40 into the chat room tonight to lube us up for tonight's show. You always want to go into a show nice and smooth. D Cypher, Dogface Simon, good to see you. My brother Eugene, how are you? Gong Show, nice to have you back. And where are we on roll call here? Let us get going here with who's next? Who's next? Digger Dog, nice to have you here. <laughs> Matthew Goodka, Rich Buddy, thank you for coming on in. And uh, let's see here. We are caught up there. <clears throat> Reminder, all of you, the Super Chat is open. It's a wonderful way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis. And make sure you go shopping at our website, spacedoutradio.com. We do not have ugly swag, people. We have clothing that you're actually going to want to wear, and we always change it on up to make sure that it's hot to trot. Horns up, everyone. Let's rock. of central british columbia to you listening around the world this my friends is spaced out radio i'm your host dave scott sitting in the captain's chair of sor headquarters we welcome you to tonight's show on our terrestrial affiliates around north america digitally on odyssey radio talk stream live at kpnl all of our archives are free join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on Patreon in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the news, wire, check out our swag as well. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. It's going to be a powerful night of woo tonight as we get into time travel and consciousness. Aliens, Aji Nost is going to be with us momentarily. Then in hour number three, we're going to Steve Stockton from Among the Missing. Super Duke filling in for Robin Haynes on the Cryptid Report as Robin is traveling. And right after that, it is Dave 101 night and the strange news of the week. Here we go. Aji Nose is the author of Spiritual Science, Higher Consciousness Thinking, and How to Access the Universal Consciousness. 
By the time he turned 25, he had already learned several languages, studied science, including metaphysics, and different forms of theories of spirituality. Then he left Norway to move to the United States to go to flight school at Emory School of Aviation in Colorado, where he obtained numerous pilot's licenses. He also co-wrote a book called Alien Encounters in America's Midwest, which featured hidden government documents on the cover-up of the UFO issue, NASA prints of buildings of structures on the moon, and personal testimonies from people who have had contact with ETs. One of his other subjects that he loves? Time travel. We're going to get into it all tonight. Aji Nost, second time on Spaced Out Radio. It is so good to have you back, my friend. How you been doing? I don't know any other way to do it, and I have coffee in hand, and I'm ready to go. Well, my friend, you know what? The one thing I love about you is you are so versatile in the amount of topics you could talk about, whether it's universal consciousness, whether it's personal healing and, and intuitive feelings, spirituality, time travel, time travelers, aliens, UFOs. I mean, you really run the gamut, my friend, when it comes to these topics. You know, why have these topics been such a a point of heart for you? Yeah, uh, it, there's quite a bit to talk about, though, because, you know, I've been around a long time. I'm older than some of the hills around here. So, you know, I just, you know, you learn a few things along the way when you study, when you read. And... Uh, I learn most from books and personal experiences. The videos are okay, but the videos are mostly other people's experiences, and I like to have my own, and uh, those are the good ones. For you, in order to learn about this, for people who may not know your backstory, did did you have your own personal experiences as a young child or as a teenager or young adult that led you down this path? Oh, there's been several. Uh, I was probably around 12, um, maybe 11, I think probably close to 12, when I saw my first flying something or other going through the air. And uh, I built a UFO detector that actually worked. And the bell went off twice. And I went outside and I looked and I saw something. And that was probably the very beginning but I had an incredible, since you brought that up, I'm going to go there. Uh, I had an incredible experience because I was, uh, I was, uh, yeah, I was 25 still. I had just come to the United States, <clears throat> go to flight school in Greeley, Colorado. And I went home for Christmas back to Norway. And I want to say hey to Lars Jansen over in Sweden. We were almost neighbors in the past here. Uh, <laughs> I... Um, I went back to the farm where I grew up and then, you know, someone else owned it now because we sold it when I went to the United States. And I walked off into the forest that we had. In the forest there, there was a big grave mound with the Viking grave mound. And we don't know what was in it. Obviously a Viking grave mound, but who or what, we didn't know. There was no records of it. And I went up on this mountain and sat down and meditated. And I was sitting there for a little bit and I heard this sound that was more like uh, somebody turning on a faucet and the water running. And that didn't make sense. So I opened my eyes up and right there in front of me 
there was a man standing there, about seven foot tall, but he was lit up like a light bulb. Oh, my. And he had a robe on, and it was gold color and gold around the cufflinks, and he looked kind of stately. And it scared the chocolate out of me, and I jumped up, ran down off the mound, and headed off back home, and I heard this voice in my head saying, where are you going? And I thought about that, too, and I figured, well, if he wanted to get me, I pro he probably would have done that by now, but then something felt good, so I walked back up on the grave mound, and I sat down. And from there on, we had a conversation. It was actually mostly a him talking, me listen deal, but I did get some questions in. And uh, one of the questions was, who are you? What's your name? I, I don't know if it was who are you or what's your name, I asked, but there was that. And he said, we don't use names. When we d direct our intention to someone, we visualize them, and that is their name. And um, there were other things that he told me that I could consider doing. And uh, I have been led to where I am and what I will be doing. And it got a very interesting conversation. And... Uh, and he tell he tell me uh, at the end of it, he told me, continue your meditation and close your eyes. And I closed my eyes for a little bit, and I opened them back up again, and he was gone. So I haven't really talked much about this experience because it's so far out there that it's hard to believe. Why do you think so, he, uh, Why do you think he was trying to contact you specifically? Well, I was kind of at a crossroad uh, in the United States because the pressure, I mean, coming from the farm in Norway, going to the United States, going to flight school, and being just about done with flight school in a few more months, I'm going to go to work, you know, and the pressure of the work and the demand of excellence in the profession of aviation it was overwhelming to me. I tell you, I wanted to quit so bad, but I couldn't. Be two reasons. First of all, I burned my bridge. We sold the farm. And for this, that's an excellent one to succeed because you don't have a choice. And then there was the other one. I knew that most people that, I knew several from Norway that went to the United States to go to fly school and they couldn't handle it, so they went back, and then they're driving taxi cab or something, and I couldn't do that. So I had to bear down, finish it up, and go to work. And I found the flight instructor job, and from there on, it just went. Once I got into the industry, it was simple. It was a lot simpler than I thought it was. So, uh, yeah, it's been a tough ride, and uh, but here I am, <laughs> still here. Anji, for you, as you started to embark along a lot of these topics now as an experiencer, 
Did you ever think that this path would continue decades later, that it would really define your life, who you are, and what your goals and mantra was? I kind of had an inkling because of what Lao, well, that is what we agreed that I was going to call him, Lao, L-O-U-L. And what he said, it stuck with me. But when I got into aviation, there was so much work to do. I flew for a living for 23 years. And during that time, the only real extravagant or uh, extraordinary work that I did, well, two things, meditation, I did do that. And I also did hypnosis. And I had some really incredible experiences with hypnosis. So it kept me kind of one toe outside of the box in that arena. But otherwise, after I quit flying, that's when I started opening up to everything outside of the box. And uh, I, I got involved in a lot of things, oil painting, and I traveled around the country teaching a mind development course. That is an incredible thing that teaches people how to assimilate information out of a book at 50 to 100,000 words per minute with 95% retention. And they're still doing it. That's the Zox Pro training course. And that did a lot for me. And uh, I started developing hypnosis a little more. And uh, it started, I started, well, I did a little bit before, but I also started with exploring the astral travel more. And that, that's a phenomenal experience for anybody out there that is doing it. You know what I'm talking about. And you your consciousness, leave your body, you turn around, look at yourself in the bed, and there you are, laying down, and you're outside of it, and you're not dead. You are more alive out there than you are being in the body, and now you can travel, you can go places, do things, and see things, go and have a look at the moon and see what's up there, or you can go and visit your aunt in Romania. I mean, anywhere. There are no limitations to distance if you travel by consciousness so i started diving into these things and studying and learning and there we go again you know there i am but i've had some phenomenal experiences aji how did you start learning about time travel and the potential of time travelers being on this planet <clears throat> Well, that uh, started back in Omaha after I, I, uh, I, I oh, about the time when I quit flying, that was about 1995, I met a guy. He was introduced to me by a friend, and that was Stephen Gibbs. He lived in Nebraska at the time, and he was making this, this uh, time travel device. And, uh, you know, I figured, okay, you know, I'll, I'll meet with him and, well, that'll be interesting at least. And we went and had dinner. That was a four-hour dinner. We were talking there, me and uh, Patricia Ress, which is also the lady that uh, was on the BBC television TV documentary with me. And... Stephen explained what he did, what he had created, 
and it sounded so fascinating that I just had to get one of those devices. And I did and started to experiment with it. And I just couldn't get anything done. I must have worked every day for at least a month, but nothing. And then I started thinking about this and I said, what if I lower my brainwave patterns down so I don't, I keep all outside thoughts on the outside, don't get disturbed. So I, I did this through self-hypnosis. I lowered the brainwave pattern down around seven, about the bottom of the alpha range. And now things started happening. So I discovered the device that he had, for me, it was more like a mind-matter interface device. But that was for me. There are others that didn't have to do that. Because I want to say right up front, this device that he created is not a toy. It is the same device that Art Bell got a hold of and he had sitting in his office and he said on one show he had, didn't dare to turn it on yet. But there are people that got this device and experimenting with it and they are missing. They never showed up anywhere afterwards. I, there's one story on that that uh, Stephen Gibbs told me, and that was, uh, in fact, let me take 45 seconds and explain that one, because then I explain sure. the seriousness of the device. Uh, he said that there was this young man living at home, going to college. He bought the device, and he went up to his bedroom upstairs, and uh, at the in the evening... His mom went upstairs to call him down for dinner and he wasn't in the room and so she went, oh yeah, you know, he probably went out. So she didn't worry about it. Next day he wasn't home and she figured, well, he probably slept over at a friend's place and then she found out he didn't go to school either. So now she got a little worried and they ended up filing a missing person report. Cops came out and she told them the stories. They went upstairs into the bedroom, and there in the middle of the bed was the time coil sitting there, the black box with all the dials on it, and the electromagnet that creates the bubble, the bioelectromagnetic bubble around you that can take you places. It was sitting right there in the middle of the bed, but he was nowhere. So now, you know, you know how police are? And people are missing, they got to find somebody to kill them. So the parents, they became a target for the police. They wanted to know what did you do to him? And they stuck to their story. And uh, nothing really happened to them. But the, their child, I mean, the, the young man, he never showed up anywhere for years afterwards. And this is uh, what Stephen told me. And at that time, he stayed in touch with the parents. But, uh, they at least called him every so often. And uh, for several years afterwards, their son has never showed up anywhere. That's sad. So that's just one. And there are more people. That is very sad. Yeah. Now, yeah. do you believe that there are time travelers right now walking on this planet on our timeline oh absolutely 
we have all kinds of evidence for that time travel is real. But if you talk to Joe Blow and Harry Hohanwell down the street, you know, as soon as you mention the word time travel, you know, their eyes roll back in the head and they kind of walk off on you because they are operating on old science. We are now in the emerging quantum mechanics era. And I have probably seen six or seven different scientific papers that says, yes, we can create a time travel machine. And we have evidence in many different places. So many of the people coming back can be from our future. Or they might be from our past. There is one place in Egypt that it's the, uh, in the temple in Abydos. And I know you've seen this one. This is a panel. And on that panel, there's a carving of a perfectly looking helicopter. And also like a um, flying disc next to it. Th this is a very commonly known panel in that, uh, in Abydos. And when people make something, even in the, the caves, when they, they are from 10, 15,000 years ago, they have these cave paintings of buffaloes and things like that. They paint these things because they saw something. The Egyptians in Abydos, they saw something. Because the little device that I have that creates a, a, an electromagnetic bubble that is probably about, I don't know, about maybe 12 feet, 10 feet across, and I'm in it. If you up the power on it and you increase the output, you could probably hide a helicopter in it and take it somewhere and go and have a look. That's my theory. I, I don't know about that, how that will expand out, but I can see that happening. Is that from people traveling here or time travelers that live on our timeline that make your holidays magical with kinder joy the unique chocolatey treat plus toy one half of its iconic egg shape contains layers of sweet creams with crispy wafer bites the other half has a fun holiday toy designed to spark a child's imagination kinder joy makes the perfect stocking stuffers and great gifts for kids so open a world of surprise this holiday season pick up kinder joy at your favorite retailer today Zycam knows that when you live life to the fullest, you never want to let a cold slow you down. With Zycam's cold shortening products, you can actually shorten colds when taken at the first sign. And with the winter chill in the air, you need the number one cold shortening brand to help shorten a cold when taken at the first sign this season. Because you should never let a cold stop you from missing out on your favorite moments of the season. Click here to shop Zycam, the number one cold shortening brand. There from here yeah that's the tricky one um, there's something <clears throat> uh, in quantum mechanics and uh, within the concepts of time travel there's something called time slippage and uh, I think a lot of people have had that happen 
because you find yourself in a situation where things are slightly different. Like you're coming home one day and you got your hands full of grocery bags and you put your key on the island and put the groceries away and come back and the keys are not there anymore. But you know you put it there. That's what's what happened, happened to my passport right now. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't find my passport. I know it's in my house somewhere. Is it a brand new one? Oh, it's, no, I've had it since 2016, and it's a 10-year passport. Oh, yeah. Uh, then you don't have the chip in it, so you can't find it that way. No. Oh, that's a good that's a good one, though, without the chip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and by the way, uh, for, for my psychic listeners who are trying to help me the other night, it is not behind my dresser. It is not behind my dresser. Look around your bed. See, I think where you normally would not. See, I think it's in it. my bedroom too. I just haven't found it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there is one place it is, and that is that one place you haven't looked yet. True. Very true, <laughs> man. Very, very true. And you know, it's a pain in the butt. It really is because it's, uh, you know. I've had a few offers to go into the United States here recently, and I'm like, oh, I can't. A little bit uh, tied up right now trying to find my passport. Uh, you can always get a duplicate, you know, but you're going to get the one with the chip in it. Oh, I hear you. I hear yeah. you. I don't know if they offer those in Canada yet. Oh, maybe not. Uh, okay. But that's okay. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. But when I mentioned earlier about all the evidence for time travel, there are scientific journals that write on it. And um, in fact, here's something that people can have fun with. Go to... Um, uh, hold that thought. Hold that thought when we come back from the break here at the bottom of the hour. Aji knows time travel. What's it all about? Where are we going? Where have we been? The great author returns right after this on Spaced Out Radio. <clears throat> All right, we are clear for five minutes. Our YouTube audience and podcast audience can still hear us, but our radio audience cannot. Okay. This is fun so far. Yeah. Yeah, we, were, we better wait for the good stuff than for about four minutes and uh, 45 seconds. Yeah, totally. What do you got here for us, Filth? See the microphone is not working. Hmm. Oh, he is. I think he The forget. microphone is off. I think he forgets Muted to turn himself. it on. I think you, you can mute, unmute him. No, you think? his microphone's not working. Oh. Hmm. But it looks like one of his cats that's going up in space. Yeah. For sure. 
I was afraid he was going to make a cartoon of me. <laughs> oh, he's usually pretty good. He's usually pretty good. Actually, mm. what am I saying? He's awesome all the time. Yeah. That's watercolors too, isn't it? Yes. Some of it. Yep. That's what I started with out within grade school doing watercolors and then graduated to oils later on. Mm. Hmm. I got a couple of stories about Al Bielik also that maybe we could touch on a little bit because Al Bielik was, his experience was in a different timeline than we are now. Yeah. So a lot of the things that he saw will never happen. Luckily so. Hey there, badass Billy Gunn. Nice to see you. Who else has joined us here in the chat room? Yeah, my 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 passport didn't make it to this office. I'm pretty positive on that. Mm. All right. Yeah. Okay. I still think your bedroom is the place. I still think you're right. I totally think you're because right. Because you normally, yeah. Would you normally keep it there? Um, no. When I put everything inside, brought everything inside, I brought it all into the bedroom. So, hmm. sure, it's there somewhere. Just haven't found it yet. Yeah. May have fallen into one of my sock drawers. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That could do it. We got just about a minute here, Aji. <clears throat> okay. Big thank you tonight to Rich for kicking off the Super Chat tonight. 
Very much appreciate the love and support. It's a great way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis. Also, you can shop at our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you there. Okay? Make sure you check them on out. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about enough for this half hour. Let's get going here in three seconds. Second half hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. Reminder to all of you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show. You can join us on Patreon in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Aji Dost, author, researcher. We're talking about time travel right now. And Aji, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We very much appreciate it. Oh, it's going to be fun. I enjoy being here. I usually don't take questions until hour two, but my good friend Eugene wants me to ask you about your electromag vehicle used for travel through to travel through time. Uh, vehicle, uh, if he's talking about cars, I, I don't have any electric, electric cars. I, I don't believe in it. It's going to be a big bomb in, uh, when people figure out what it is. But... Uh, uh, I think a little bit later, if you want to, I can explain what it is, how it works, and why it works. Sure. If you like. Have you yourself yeah, so, uh, Have you yourself time traveled? When I do this. Oh, say, say again? Have you yourself time traveled? Make your holidays magical with Kinder Joy, the unique chocolatey treat plus toy. One half of its iconic egg shape contains layers of sweet creams with crispy wafer bites. The other half has a fun holiday toy designed to spark a child's imagination. Kinder Joy makes the perfect stocking stuffers and great gifts for kids. So open a world of surprise this holiday season. Pick up Kinder Joy at your favorite retailer today. Zycam knows that when you live life to the fullest, you never want to let a cold slow you down. With Zycam's cold shortening products, you can actually shorten colds when taken at the first sign. And with the winter chill in the air, you need the number one cold shortening brand to help shorten a cold when taken at the first sign this season. Because you should never let a cold stop you from missing out on your favorite moments of the season. Click here to shop Zycam, the number one cold shortening brand. Uh, yes, yes, I have. And uh, if I have actually evidence in form of pictures, if people go to broadcastteamalpha.com, go in to the picture gallery, go to page 15, 
and it's uh, it's the third row down, picture number, what is it, t 10 and 11. Uh, I have two pictures next to each other. And the pictures are of the same scenery, but the pictures are different. But they're taken at the same time. Plus or minus one minute and five seconds. And uh, that is something that, uh, okay, since, since I'm starting out on this one, I might as well explain how I took these pictures. I was um, sitting on the computer and watching a, a video feed from my hometown back in Norway. And I made a screenshot of it of the page of that particular part of the town with the road bends around and it was just, you know, a regular picture. And later, I tried to go back. I put myself into this state of mind and then I tried to go back to the same time and take another picture. This was long time afterwards. And I found myself looking at the same frame, so I took another screenshot. But I didn't get the same time. I missed it by a minute and five seconds. So that, that's the only difference. But the difference in the two pictures, if you go look at them, you will find that on one picture you have leaves on the trees. And the other one doesn't have any leaves on the trees. One of them have a wet road, like it been howling rain because the, you can see the lights bouncing off the water on the road. The other picture doesn't have any rain on the road. And then there are vehicles in the parking lot of a um, gas station. On one of them, they're there. And in the other one, they're all gone. So there is a difference in picture but i have gotten i have submitted this to several people to do a forensic investigation of it and they look at the picture and they say yeah this looks interesting what is it and when soon as i explain it is pictures as evidence of time travel when i tell them that they want nothing to do with it they don't want their name associated with that. Even the, the last one is Mark D'Antonio. And the, he says he's going to do something. And it's been a while. So I don't know what he's going to do. He, he looked at it. He couldn't find anything wrong with it, except that the color of one of them, of the whole, was, was different. Of course it is. The picture was taken through time travel. Why shouldn't it be different? But go look at those pictures. You're going to see, and there's a, when you click on the picture, you can read the text that goes with it. It's quite extensive, and it explains how I took it. And on top of that, there are, uh, I want to tell you another story Why I'm on the roll here. There is this guy, he was in New York, and he was a stock trader. And this is a verified story by the police. 
His name was Andrew Carlsen. And uh, what he did, he started out with $800. In a matter of two weeks, he did 126 high-risk trades and accumulated $350 million. Now, as soon as the regulators saw that, and they said, no, wait, wait a minute, that cannot happen. It's impossible. So they arrested him for insider's trading. And they took him before the judge. And he told the judge that, yeah, he says, I'm sorry. He said, um, it, it got out of hand. He said, it got so exciting. And I, I just got away with so much here that, you see, I am a time traveler from the year 2356, I think he said. And I read the records, They're the records of the trading. So I knew which ones were going to win. So I went back and I inserted myself into the game. And he made 350 million dollars the judge of course he didn't believe a word he said so he put him in jail put a million dollar bond on him and there he sat and then about two days later i think maybe a day or two later a guy came with a million dollars in cash paid the bond and they both left and he has never been seen since now there's a trick to this guy is that he didn't exist he had no fingerprints, no licenses, no record of him anywhere whatsoever in the system. He did not exist. No birth certificate, no nothing. So I'm starting to think he probably was one one time traveler that read the records in the future came back and had some fun wow and i'm quite sure i'm quite sure that happened there are a number of incidents aji where we have seen you know alleged time travelers come in i mean uh, i've heard the one about the stock trader in new york that has never mm -hmm. seemed to be disproven as far as i know where he was uh, being arrested for they believed he was uh being extremely fraudulent because of the money he made on stocks in a very short amount of time and they thought he was doing insider trading and when they put him in jail went and checked on him he had disappeared and they've never been able to find him now whether that's just no. creepy pasta or whether that's a true story i'm not too sure i mean i know around my area there's the time traveler of gold bridge where there's the famous photograph of the what they call the gold bridge time traveling hipster you know watching the bridge open mm -hmm. up and his clothing are are very different from periodic time in the 1930s and 40s you know i, I there's the famous video of the mike tyson buster douglas fight i believe where there's a person using a what looks to be an Apple iPhone sitting right in the front row. Yeah, you know? I've seen it. So, I mean, how do we judge whether or not these are made up or whether they are real videos? 
Well, that's the thing, see, that we got to be really careful. And the reason I'm talking about this one, because I forgot to tell you something about him, and that is that there is a police record. I went, and I, I went and looked at that, and yes, there is a police record on it. You can read about it in New York. Just do it for yourself. Just go check on it. And he's not the only one. There are others, too. There, there's a... In China, even, there is a tunnel, so 400 meter, that's 1,200 feet, meter long tunnel. People drive through it. They gain an hour of time. And there was a newspaper. In fact, I wrote something down on this. I'm going I'm to read some of this for you because the people going through, they gain an hour's worth of time. And the government's uh, explanation to this is, is yeah, there is this, there, there is this transmitter at the end of the tunnel that so that you don't lose your cell phone going through the tunnel. And it gives you the wrong signal. Somehow bounces off the walls and they, they had an explanation to it. But there's a hair in the soup. And that is that people with analog clock, without a battery, non-electric clocks, they gain an hour too. So there is something to this. There was a newspaper man in, uh, in uh, oh gosh, I don't speak Chinese, but Gaishou province in China. And uh, he, uh, he went through eight, eight times in a row. No, he went through tw 10 times and he gained eight hours. But when you get far enough away from the tunnel, time goes back to normal. So it seems like it's a localized anomaly. And this is something that uh, Government's description has always been the same, that, yeah, it gives you the wrong signal. They do not want to address the fact that people with analog clocks also gain an hour. Make your holidays magical with Kinder Joy, the unique chocolatey treat plus toy. One half of its iconic egg shape contains layers of sweet creams with crispy wafer bites. The other half has a fun holiday toy designed to spark a child's imagination. Kinder Joy makes the perfect stocking stuffers and great gifts for kids. So open a world of surprise this holiday season. Pick up Kinder Joy at your favorite retailer today. Zycam knows that when you live life to the fullest, you never want to let a cold slow you down. With Zycam's cold shortening products, you can actually shorten colds when taken at the first sign. And with the winter chill in the air, you need the number one cold shortening brand to help shorten a cold when taken at the first sign this season. Because you should never let a cold stop you from missing out on your favorite moments of the season. Click here to shop Zycam, the number one cold shortening brand. They never, never talk about that. Right. Right. Where do the aliens come into play? Well, I, I don't know. They, uh, they, we must presume that they are a little bit further ahead of us in science. And they figured out how to do time travel on maybe larger scales than what 
myself and others have figured out. I um, I still come back to this panel at the, the temple in Abydos, you know. There's that helicopter sitting on the wall. Perfect copy of a, of a helicopter, military helicopter. So I think there's something to it. I think the aliens or extraterrestrial intelligences, probably also interdimensionals, they're coming here. When you go from one dimension into an, another one, there is a border area. When you get to that border area, neither one of them actually is prevalent. So you can travel back and forth between the two existences. You can come from, let's say you come here, I want to go to this reality over here. You come there, you get between the two of them. Now you can travel back and forth between the two of them to a predetermined time in the past or in the future. And then you pop out on the other side and now you're in that time. Hmm. So um, that's what... Uh, what I have found, and uh, I think there's something to that. There is also, there is people out there that is teaching time travel. Dr. Bruce Goldberg is one of them. He's been on coast to coast a lot of time and talking about it. And uh, I was on coast to coast, talked about uh, time travel. And it's, people are starting to accept it more so. And when you accept something, your eyes don't roll back in your head anymore. Now you're upgrading your consciousness to more newer science. And it, everything works better if you understand it and accept it. Because when we accept it, we can condition our mind to do these things because Quantum mechanics has proven to us by repeatable experiments that we live in a mind-created universe in a holographic form. So, yes, there's something to this. And that is one of the things that we can do. And when I do these shows, I like to give people something that can make their life better. And this is one of the reasons why you really should look into Timelines, how can you manipulate timelines? If you don't like this one, you don't have to stay in it. You can select another timeline and create a new one with the new and good things in it. And you can create a predetermined destination of something that you want really, really bad. And you formulate it in your mind, create a very vivid mental image of it, you feel, love it, you have put emotion into it, and you intend for it to be, place it a year in the future at a time-coded event, and then go back and forth and visit it every day from there on, put more details into it, more emotion, and more love into it. And then you get drawn up this timeline to that thing in the future. And whatever you place there, 
when the time catches up with that incident that you created, you just walk into it. It is yours. Right. And that is, that's one of the things I write about in this book about spiritual science, higher conscious thinking, and how to access the universal consciousness. I teach people how to do these things. And it's really simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. Because you have to do the work. You have to create that bubble of imaginary reality that you place in the future. And when you do, things start changing. And uh, this is another thing that Nori Love and I do on Sundays and the Mastermind. We create the future so you don't, I mean, you, <clears throat> excuse me, we create the future before you have to live it. That makes a lot of sense. Very well said, by the way. Very nice explanation. Okay, the idea that that we are able as humans to time travel right now is it hidden technology or is it spiritually conscious the way we can time travel i think there's probably two different well, majorly two different ways uh according to the science journals and um, the theoretical physicists today they say that yeah we know how to t make a time travel machine but even Mitchell Kaku says, making one is not that hard, but we don't have the fuel to fuel it yet. Now, see, he is all nuts and bolts. And uh, he was on that video documentary with myself and Green and another one for BBC television in 2003. But he is all into the physical science. Now, there is one power and then one fuel that he totally disregards. And that's the one that they're going to find will be the one that will make it mainstream if it ever goes there. And that is the mind. When you engage the mind into the equation, there are no limitations to what you can do. I know that sounds like a really serious statement but we live in a mind created universe so if our mind creates everything you see around you why don't you create things that you like to see around you there again it's in my book you can do that and as soon as you start doing it Things start changing. There are people coming into your life that can help you do it. There are all kinds of goofy things happening that help you create what you create in your mind because you're not the only one creating your existence. There are other holograms around you called family and other people. They help you create in your reality too. So, you know, the amazing thing is that there are people out there plan, spend more time planning their vacation than they do planning their life. Right. How crazy is that? Totally. We got two and a half minutes before we have to go to break here, Aji. And, you know, my idea 
uh, going into hour two is I'd like a lot of audience questions, but this one will come from me. Are time travelers coming to us through different dimensions or are they coming through us through the future or in space? I think they're coming from all those directions. We know that they come from interdimensional existences because there's a CIA document that is called the the smoking gun. It's on there. I mean, no, sorry. It's on the FBI uh, website. It says, we know who they are. They, they're interdimensionals coming here. And then we have people coming from the Pleiades and going back and right. forth. They are time traveling and they are coming from all over. Past, future, I don't know. Everywhere. <clears throat> That's kind of neat. Yeah. It's kind of neat to know. Are they evil? Are they happy to be here? Are they pleasant type of beings? Well, first of all, they have to have something that they want to have for them to do. Many of them come here to observe, just like we are watching an ant hill. We don't really start messing with it. We just like to look at it. Or they come here to warn us about something that could happen in our timeline if we don't change our ways. Because there are other timelines out there and nasty stuff is going on in there. Like one of them, Hillary Clinton won the presidency in 2016 and they went through World War III, nuclear war, by now. I'm glad amazing. I'm not in that timeline. Very amazing. So you are a big believer that there are different timelines running simultaneously as this one that we're on right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I have changed several uh, timelines several times. And there's an easy way to do that if we got time now. Otherwise, no, we let, can wait until let's we wait until after the break, and we'll learn how to control our timelines. Is that okay, Aj? Yes. All right, Aji Dost is our guest tonight on Spaced Out Radio. We're going into everything from timelines to dimensions, how time travelers move around in silence. Spaced Out Radio, hour number two, happens right after this. My name is Dave Scott, very much to be your host of the night. We will be right back. All right, we got about six minutes, Aji. I'm going to take a quick break, uh, and okay. uh, we'll be right back, okay? I will do likewise. All right.
Yes, that is me. Thanks, dirty filth. Love it. <clears throat> Love it, man. Love it. You're so good, filthy. You're so good. Road Flare, how you doing, man? Oh, I love you too, filth. Where's Blob tonight? JBD, welcome to SOR chat. If you have questions for Aji in the next hour, put them in capital letters, please. Remember, the super chat is open. And we also want to remind you, make sure you mark May 10th through 12th, 2024 on your calendar. We want to see all of you, all of you, in Reno for our third annual fan party. I'm going to be bringing some special guests that are going to hang on out with you guys. We're going to do a live radio show. There's a VIP party, which is always a lot of fun. There's going to be a ghost hunt put on by Merle. And there's going to be a Skywatch from Melinda Leslie. So you can go out and uh, check out some UFOs. Then on the Sunday, it's a free-for-all hangout session. And uh, go home Monday and, uh, and uh, yeah, be who we are once again. May 10th through 12th, 2024 at the Silver Legacy Casino and Resort. I highly suggest you book now. Rooms are like at $139 a piece per night there. Nice and cheap. Way cheaper than Vegas last year. So we want to see you all there. Also, reminder to all of you that you can shop at our Spaced Out Radio store. We do not have ugly swag, people. Do not have ugly swag. You want to wear our stuff. Yeah, you do. And if you want, join the Space Travelers Club for as low as 5 bucks a month. The link is below in the description of the YouTube show. Here we go with Hour 2. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook Spaced Out Radio Show. Here is Hour number 2 of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Thank you for joining us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, Talk Stream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Zinero. Zinero is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the news wire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join us on Patreon at the SOR Space Travelers Club. We continue on with Aji Nost. We're talking time travel. We're talking out-of-body experiences, aliens, UFOs. We are right into it tonight. Aji, thank you so much for being here. 
Very much appreciate your time. One second here. I got to turn your mic on. Fun. Had to turn your mic on there for a second. Oh, yeah, that helps. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is this is fun. Good, good. One of the things you brought up in hour number one was astral travel. And I, I've done it before. It's very interesting. It's amazing what you can actually see in real time. It's yeah. kind of like remote viewing. How often do you astral travel and why do you do it? Well... To be totally honest, lately I haven't done much with it, but I uh, I've done a lot with it before and uh, or up to now. And then uh, it is just like there's another world out there. People don't know what is out there, and anybody that has stepped out of the body once will never be afraid of death because they can see things. They understand that what's in the body, what the body is, that's just temporary. We're going to another world afterwards. And uh, astral travel can be fun if you understand the environment you step into. Because once you step out of the body, everything is different. Now, you may run into other entities out there, people out there non-physical things. I said things because they may never have had a body. They must just be consciousness aberrations that has intelligence and they want to ask you questions. So it's a totally different environment. If you don't understand the environment, then maybe you should learn more about it before you start going to the moon and places like that because there is things up there that maybe you don't necessarily want to see. So... Make your holidays magical with Kinder Joy, the unique chocolatey treat plus toy. One half of its iconic egg shape contains layers of sweet creams with crispy wafer bites. The other half has a fun holiday toy designed to spark a child's imagination. Kinder Joy makes the perfect stocking stuffers and great gifts for kids. So open a world of surprise this holiday season. Pick up Kinder Joy at your favorite retailer today. Zycam knows that when you live life to the fullest, you never want to let a cold slow you down. With Zycam's cold shortening products, you can actually shorten colds when taken at the first sign. And with the winter chill in the air, you need the number one cold shortening brand to help shorten a cold when taken at the first sign this season. Because you should never let a cold stop you from missing out on your favorite moments of the season. Click here to shop Zycam, the number one cold shortening brand. Learn about it. That's Nori Love and I put together this mastermind group, and on there I have I have a class on astral travel. I go through is four sessions of an hour, and we go through everything that you need to know to feel safe and feel good out there, and have an exploring spirit behind you because you want to go and have a look at absolutely everything. What do you like to do when you're astral traveling? I have met up with people, other people, astral travelers also. And 
then we have gone somewhere together. That is, uh, is a good way to start out if you have somebody to travel with. But we got to also remember that the astral vehicle has no intelligence of its own. It only works from memory because it is the astral vehicle. Uh, it's semi-spiritual. It has an affinity to gravity and the body. So uh, it is working from memory. If you're out there and you do not see a silvery cord attaching yourself to the physical body, you are not astral traveling. Now you are traveling with consciousness, which has no limitations to distance. So now you can do more. And you could go to the moon. Uh, I haven't really ventured out to a lot of the outer planets. I just really never done it because that's foreign to me. So, um, But the moon is an interesting place to see especially uh, in the Schrodinger crater. Schrodinger crater. Go and have a look at that. Get yourself a map of the moon so you find out where it is and then picture that in your mind and then go have a look because there's a Nazi base there. And the building they are in is, uh, well, it is formed as a swastika. And when they flew around the moon in 1945 and mapped it and they found this building, they fell in love with it. So they started saying, okay, we're going to be back here. And then they moved a lot of equipment up there in one of their Hanabu 3s. And from there on, they started rebuilding it. And that's one section where they are, not the whole building. The building is over a mile long. So it's probably two miles. It's hard to gauge the distance on that. But there, there's one section of it that is all German. That's where they are. They may have other places too, but this is an interesting place. And they, they don't like you there. So... You can sneak in and have a look, but get out to get away because uh, they are also having astro travelers guarding the place, just as the White House has. I tried to get into the White House one time, and there were two entities coming out very clearly told me, no, you're not going any further. Go back. I've heard so that I before. Went, yeah. I've heard that about places like Area 51, the Kremlin in Russia, yep. and many other places are are blocked by almost like psychic spies. And I'm, I'm good with that because I could get into the White House, get into meetings. I could look at papers. I could see things that I should not see, and I could go back home and talk about it. So I'm, I'm okay with that, kind of. No kidding. Not really, but kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had an instance while astral traveling where another spirit has tried to take host of your body? No. No. 
Have you not, he- heard of this happening? No. Have you heard of this happening? Not taking a taking hold of the physical body. Is that what you say? Well, because your spirit is out running around, seeing everything, and your body is there. So maybe there's a, another spirit out there that is looking for a host body. Um, I suppose that could happen, but I have not heard it happen, and I have never had it happen because there's a vibration, a commonality or um common vibration between you the astral vehicle and the consciousness they belong together if somebody else came and took dwelling in the physical body while i was gone he was going to be one goner when i got back he would be kicked out because he doesn't have the vibration to be there as in his home I don't know how that would come about, but at least my mind would be strong enough to do it. I'll kick him out. But that's one of the reasons why we should know more about this environment we step into, because there are entities out there, and when they see you, they see you different. And they come up to you. And these are disembodied spirits that is just hanging out there they don't some of them don't even know they're dead they're hanging out this wondering what what's going on they want to they're needy they come and want to ask you and talk to you communicate with you i said talk with tongue-in-cheek here because there's no talk out there there's mind to mind but when they come in the beginning, I would suggest ignore them. Go on until you get more experience because these are needy. And when you go back, they can follow you home. And maybe you'd be okay with that, but maybe not. No idea. No yeah. idea. I have, I have people living in the house here with me that have no physical body. And I'm okay with that. I see them. They call shadow people. It's what I see it right off the corner of my eye. I can see the shadow standing out there. And when I turn my head, they're gone. Because that's physics of the eye. The right. periphery of the retina can see higher vibratory light than the center of the retina can. Hmm. So... Very interesting. Very interesting. When you are astral traveling, do, when you do it, because you say you don't do it often and you haven't done it recently, are you on a mission to to just pick up a target and kind of look at it? I mean, and when I say target, maybe it's a maybe it's a roller coaster at, at Coney Island, or or maybe it's a uh, you know the the beaches of Sicily or something along those lines. Okay, are you are you looking for nefarious targets or are you looking for, you know, something simple just to say, I found it? I, um, first of all, before you go out, you got to decide beforehand where to go. 
And it's better to decide that with a picture of the place because that is a, uh, a memory effect that can be more helpful out there also. And or a picture of a person that you want to visit or something like that. But there is responsibility here. And that is honor people's privacy. Don't go visit somebody when they're in the shower. Okay. <laughs> so just be honorable about it. Because if you violate that honor, it could kind of put a block in your mind because you know it is wrong. So you put a block in you, so it'd be harder to get out and travel later. That uh, I've not experienced that, but I know there are people that say, yeah, it's hard because this thing keeps popping up in my mind that I shouldn't have done. So there is tricky things like this. You, you got to be honorable about it because now you're in a different environment. And I think going to the moon after you get some experience can be a phenomenal experience. Go look at one of the pyramids up there. There is one, one particular one. If you look at the moon like this, right at the top, next to the North Pole, if you look at the moon from Earth, like about 1130, right above the horizon, there is a pyramid. Go have a look at it. It's an interesting spot. Do you believe then, before we get to some audience questions, that right now there is humans and other life on the moon? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I've seen them. There is probably a couple of three million people up there of different races, as well as inside where there is a lot more. And because the moon is not a dead... Make your holidays magical with Kinder Joy, the unique chocolatey treat plus toy. One half of its iconic egg shape contains layers of sweet creams with crispy wafer bites. The other half has a fun holiday toy designed to spark a child's imagination. Kinder Joy makes the perfect stocking stuffers and great gifts for kids. So open a world of surprise this holiday season. Pick up Kinder Joy at your favorite retailer today. Zycam knows that when you live life to the fullest, you never want to let a cold slow you down. With Zycam's cold shortening products, you can actually shorten colds when taken at the first sign. And with the winter chill in the air, you need the number one cold shortening brand to help shorten a cold when taken at the first sign this season. Because you should never let a cold stop you from missing out on your favorite moments of the season. Click here to shop Zycam, the number one cold shortening brand rock in the sky it's a spaceship it's hollowed out it's a huge cavern inside with uh, many different races and technologies there is um, mining operations on the back side there may be some on this side that i haven't seen but the one on the back side i've seen and and then uh, even richard hogan found the shard there's this uh, four or five mile tall spike coming out of the surface. That was a building at one time, a transparent building. But it's evacuated now because it's been damaged. 
So, oh gosh, we got a question here, huh? Yeah, let's get to Atlantis. Angie, do you know of the guy in the hat with the time clock devices? I know of him and his time travel buddies, the monkey boy and teenager. What's what's your thoughts? I I have no idea about this. The one with the hat, the hat man? I I don't know about this one either. I, I really don't. Okay, Atlantis so. is found. Yeah, Atlantis is found. <laughs> All right, let's go to another question here. Let's go to Decipher, who is asking, Aji, do you believe Bigfoot may be able to transverse dimensions, slip time? <clears throat> I, I'm quite sure of it, that some of them can, not all. Because there are people that have say they saw the seven, eight-foot-tall Bigfoot, and he was facing them. He turned around and walked away and disappeared. So that tells me that he had an interdimensional capability. So I'm quite sure of that. I, I would whether that. Yeah, whether that is a time slippage or if it's interdimensional i I don't know all right could be either one yeah let's go to peter aji are the interdimensional beings really just us in the future to the past or our present well let's put it this way when we know from there are trillions of galaxies and within those galaxies, we must presume that there is more than one race of beings. So we're not the only ones. And they, many of them are interdimensionals as well as in our fourth dimension right here. So they could be coming from anywhere and any when. That's a new word, any when. True. Very true. You mentioned that there's a lot of people on Earth, right? I mean, on the moon right now. How did they get there? Uh, Some of them flew the moon in and parked it about 12,500 years ago. And others, they uh, have come here and set up bases up there. The Nazi Germans went up there in 19, I think, in the end, probably around 1945, when, uh, when they started populating it and uh, otherwise there are uh, people from our solar system that has set up bases there they're the people that was on mars before they had the the nuclear holocaust up there they some of them went to the moon some of them came here to earth because the moon is not what we've been told there's air up there There is air equivalent to about 18 to 20,000 feet of altitude on Earth. And we can actually live there. Look at the people in the Himalayas. They lived their whole life, some of them, at 18,000 feet of altitude. And they're fine. So, yes, it can happen. And we also saw on the so-called moon landing that the flag was waving. So, you know, there's air up there. 
and uh, it is something that there's a saying that you know for the one who have had the experience <clears throat> no explanation is necessary for the one who have not had the experience no explanation is possible so for me to tell you that there's people living on the moon that's a little far out there but if you go there and have a look yourself you will know makes a lot of sense we got just under three minutes to go here before we have to go to break at the bottom of the hour Aji Nost is our guest tonight let's get to another question this one from Gloria have you encountered a time traveler if so did you receive any information about the future uh, yes to both of them uh, I was a good friend with Stephen Gibbs he's a time traveler and I've uh, met others that say they are and uh, they talk about some of the things, but I don't know. But on the other hand, yes, I have also had a look at the future. And that is why I am not worried about the future at all. It's going to be okay. It's going to get a little worse. It's going to get scary for a little bit. It could be maybe a month or two where nothing works. But after that, it's going to be good. All right. Let's see if we can sneak in one more. 90 seconds to go. I think we can. Let's go to my brother, Eugene. Aji, can you explain your method for getting out of your physical body? Okay. Um, there is several methods. That is, uh, if you go to YouTube, You'll find some of these people up there. One of them kind of, I laughed myself listening to it because he said, I can teach you to astral travel in six minutes. Okay. Now, what are you going to do after you get out? Then what? But the one that I use, let me just take about 25 seconds. That's all it's going to take to explain this one. And when you lay in bed, you clear your mind. You go into a meditative state. And I see myself. Uh, first, I, I create this vibration in the body, which I do with my mind. It's kind of like a tingling. I imagine a tingling sensation throughout the body. And then I watch myself in my mind's eye, sitting up, turning getting out of bed and standing up and turning around looking at myself in the bed wow that's the one that i use a lot and there's there's others there's a simple one in fact there is one very effective one if you if you well, want you we can take we'll, we'll talk about that one when we get back from the break here aji knows okay. great researcher experiencer on UFOs, consciousness, time travel. It's been a great interview so far. I hope you all are enjoying it, Radio Land. Spaced Out Radio will continue right after this. Stay tuned.
we're clear. That'll be our okay. next. That'll be our next question for when we get back. Oh, what is the most astonishing thing? Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good don't one. An- don't answer that one yet. Nope. <laughs> Appreciate that. Hello, Damian K. Vaughn Patrick, thank you for the amazing super chat, along with Atlantis and Rich. You guys are awesome. Thank y'all. Thank you very much. Super Duke. How you doing, buddy? Ozzy Ange, I was wearing your your workout t-shirt yesterday. It's a little tight on me because it was like size small like you. But thank you. Tokeland, what's up, man? <clears throat> this has been fun, Aji. Thank you. Yeah, this is fun. This is something that, you know, Christ should do this every week. <laughs> Stuff like this. Because <laughs> oh, you do. <laughs> that's what I do every night. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, I guess I do. I do too. <clears throat> You know, we are very lucky because we get to associate with some of the most interesting people in the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, you are so right on that, my friend. Uh, I am. I feel so, so lucky for being able to do what I do. We're about half. Make your holidays magical with Kinder Joy, the unique chocolatey treat plus toy. One half of its iconic egg shape contains layers of sweet creams with crispy wafer bites. The other half has a fun holiday toy designed to spark a child's imagination. Kinder Joy makes the perfect stocking stuffers and great gifts for kids. So open a world of surprise this holiday season. Pick up Kinder Joy at your favorite retailer today. Zycam knows that when you live life to the fullest, you never want to let a cold slow you down. With Zycam's cold shortening products, you can actually shorten colds when taken at the first sign. And with the winter chill in the air, you need the number one cold shortening brand to help shorten a cold when taken at the first sign this season. Because you should never let a cold stop you from missing out on your favorite moments of the season. Click here to shop Zycam, the number one cold shortening brand. Mm-hmm. Ah. Grand Roger, welcome to SOR chat. <clears throat> what happened to your painter? Oh, he's done for the night. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's done, so he's... Uh, he shuts down and go to he listens to the rest of the show. He's here somewhere. Uh, oh, okay. Evan yeah, Walters he's gotta pissed me figure off. Out why he, Sorry, go ahead. No, he's gotta figure out why his mic didn't work. Yeah, he's probably doing that right now. Yeah.
Pete, you only have to post your question once. Now I have to go and check and make sure. All right, there we go. What a fun show. Yes. Yes, it is. I'm having fun. Me too. Yeah. No worries, Pete. You're new. And you got to learn that I, I got a good control of what's going on, buddy. We, we appreciate <laughs> you being here. We really do. Thank you for joining us. We got 90 seconds. Okay. You're welcome, Ozzy Ange. <clears throat> Derek Galloway, how you doing, buddy? Thank you for your call. I'm still thinking about that, man. No, I haven't read the Getty Lee book yet. Dave does, Dave has a bunch of books here that his 15 minutes a day that he has doesn't allow him to do that. All right, we got uh, 30 seconds. Thank you to Vaughn, Atlantis, and Rich for the super chats. And a big thank you to everyone who is going to be soon booking for Reno, Nevada for the third annual SOR fan party. If you're booking there, let us know because you got to get your tickets through us. They're 100 bucks for the weekend at info at spacedoutradio.com. Let us know how many tickets you need. You must pay in advance this year. We had too many people cancel last year, so you must pay in advance. All right, here we go. We pass the halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Thank you for joining us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. Reminder to all of you that if you missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join us on Patreon at the SOR Space Travelers Club. We have Aji Dose until the top of the hour, and Aji, we're going to continue with some audience questions here for you, if you don't mind. And we're going to start off with Vaughn here, who who is asking, uh, or pardon me, right before the break, do you want to go before the break and finish your answer, or do you want to go right to Vaughn's question? Let me ask you that. Uh, I don't know. You, you picked it. All right, let's go to Vaughn. 
What is the most astonishing thing you have been told or seen? Well, I'm careful with what I am t told because that comes from somebody else's opinion. What I have seen is a different thing, and that is what I'm going with. And the most astonishing thing, I would say, I don't really know, but I can pick one. I, I think I have talked about this once before, because it is something that I'm not so sure if I even should talk about. But I'm going to do it anyway. I love it. One of the things I saw was two rocks coming out of the sky, big rocks. I'm calling them rocks because asteroids sounds more severe. And they hit the water. And I've seen this twice. I have not been able to work myself out of that timeline. But when they hit the water, it's a tsunami big enough to wash the coast clean. So the only thing I'm saying in that regard is that I'm not going to live on the coast. Because I don't know when this, when it was, because when you see things like this, there is no timestamp on it. The only timestamp that I could relate to was that the pickup trucks at the time look different. And they, um, when you know, you have the bed on the back of the pickup truck, then it goes up to the cabin and then goes forward and then it goes down to the hood and then forward. These didn't do that. They went up over the, over the top and then slanted down to the very front of the pickup truck. And there are no pickup trucks like that now. I have seen a picture of one that is an experimental one that one car company, I think, in Europe is thinking about doing. But we have none of them so far. So that is the only somewhat of a timestamp than I can think of. There were a lot of those pickup trucks. And then there were regular cars like we have now. But that's the thing that I've been trying to work myself out of that timeline. And um, what we do on the mastermind on Sundays, we are working on it too. And that's what I probably didn't get to say when we were talking about timelines, is that we can change timelines. But there are some things that is locked in so deep that it's tough to change. And uh, I don't know. There are people living on the coast right now listening to this. And thinking about it. Right. And I think you should. All right. Let's go to Peter. Will the Anunnaki return to Earth? Yeah. They already have. They're here. You see them in the sky. Some of them look like just lights in the sky. But some of them are here. 
you will find them to be a little taller than humans, but they have human features. And uh, the head is a little different. It's a little bigger in the back, but that yeah. can be covered up by a good hat. So, uh, yeah, they're here. In your, in your estimation, are men in black alien or human? Uh, there are uh, probably more human. Some of them are regular folks like you and me, but some of them are androids because the dark side have had androids for a long time. Awesome. Let's move on. Derek would like to know why the big secret who is behind keeping everything a secret is it global elites or is it aliens? Why not share the knowledge with humanity to better our planet? Well, you know, you can't do that. You can't share that knowledge. There's no money in it. Oh, I when you see a flying saucer coming here from somewhere else, I'll guarantee you they don't use 85 octane gas. Oh, very true. Very true. If they came here and it became common knowledge that, hey, we don't need fuel anymore like we do, diesel, that don't need it. We don't need to pay the light company for anything. All we have to do is just plug something in the wall and the whole house let, light up. That inventions are here right now, but they're being kept from us. It is all an economical and control situation. They don't want us to know and they want to control us so they can fleece us for the last dime of money. And then give us something in the arm and get rid of us. All They're right. getting there now. Let's go to Neil in the UK. Good morning, Neil. Aji, what do you think about the Paradise Planet? Paradise Planet, huh? Yes. Uh there is another planet. It is next to us. But it is empty. It is only nature and scenery. The animals, that there are no people on it. But I'm not so sure that's what you mean by paradise planet. That's probably more like uh, there are all kinds of planets out there that qualifies for that term because they are not warlike people. They don't have money. They work for the common good. And there are some reward situations within that too, but they don't have money. Everybody's taken care of and they put in their effort if you cannot take care of yourself, you will be taken care of. Okay. I love that answer. Let's go to Ozzy Ange. Ozzy, have you ever encountered inner earth beings on your astral travels or meditations? Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, yes. And for those of you out there that think the earth might be hollow and the big cavern inside, you are exactly right. First of all, I have the NASA print on our website. You can go look at it. It shows a seven, eight hundred mile wide hole at the poles going into the interior. And an astro traveler can go in through the hole and have a look on the inside. There is 
a gravitational opposite ball in the middle that kind of oh, brownish yellow that's the central sun and inside of the north pole opening yeah i know you worry about the water no because there's gravity all the way around inside as you go in right inside there's a viking colony in there if you get yourself an airplane buy yourself a jet and you go to the northern tip of greenland there's a military base up there you can buy fuel and then you head straight north and then for in about another uh, hundred couple of hundred miles peel off to the left 30 degrees and you buy straight ahead don't follow the compass you'll never find it but if you go straight in you fly right in through the hole that's where it is in fact i have on our website i have documents coming from the nazi germans and they explained that they were able to get inside the south pole region and meet the people inside they're written in german so if you speak german it'll probably help i i was able to read it and they explained how they got there and they also have maps of the scenery in there the land masses and also speak of who is there wow they were allowed to be there on one condition and that is that they leave their warlike ways behind them otherwise they will be done away with because it will not be tolerated very interesting you're oh. going to the picture gallery on broadcastteamalpha.com and you'll have about a three-week journey there's there's five thousand pictures vaughn would like to know aji do you have any thoughts on the white gray and black popes no not really I try not to think about the Pope. <laughs> All right, let's continue on here. Let's go over to Pete or Paul. Is there a non-interference policy out there? Yeah. Explain what that is. Uh, a non-interference. You know, on Star Trek, they talked about the Prime Directive. That is real. They they cannot interfere. Though there are some races that do, but they are the lower vibratory spiritual beings that come here and they interfere for their own purpose. They may abduct people against their will and things like that, but the really, the really good ones that is here to help, they have a standoffish. The only time they can interfere is if we are about to blow up the planet or destroy the planet or destroy mankind totally, then they can interfere. Interesting. And why would they only inter interfere at those times? That's, uh, well, let's say that they give us technology. That is, in a way, that could be interference. But that is also something that we would find on our own mm -hmm. at some time. No, I get that. Yeah. I, I totally, uh, totally get that. Yeah. 
I don't know how far the in non-interference policy go. I don't think I've given that my thought. I just know there is one. And that's why I can ask, when I met this guy on the grave mound back in Europe that showed up, I asked him a lot of questions and he said, you will find out. Wow. We will lead, we will lead you to the answer. What's the answer? So, yeah. Okay, let's go to another question then. Let's go to Pixie Lara. Does deja vu relate to timeline jumping, time slips, or other phenomena? I think it could be several things. Deja vu, that could be very simple also, that you have cellular memory that is transferred through the bioelectromagnetic field from a previous existence or lifetime. You could... I bet a lot of people have had this happen. You come to a strange town, you've never been there before, but it seems familiar. Wow. I, I've had that here in the U.S., and I wasn't even born here. So it could be also that you have a psychic ability that is heightened during certain places or times where you can, your psychic mind will reach out to the surroundings and you see things and you get the familiarity from that way. Or it could be a time slippage from another, from another reality. And it is similar, but different. Like losing your passport. Right. The keys on the island is not there anymore. Let's go to rats. By the way, by the way, do you know where I found the keys? Where? In the freezer. Oh, weird. I didn't put them there. That was ridiculous. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Let's go to rat. Do you think that some of the tech and inventions we have now are from time traveling? Yeah, I think that there are time travelers that have come back just as well as extraterrestrials has come back and given us things to make our maybe our life a little easier or uh, in the case of uh, the uh, government they have given them technology right in return in return for being able to abduct people yes i've heard that numerous times yeah let's go to peter should we be concerned about the East Coast asteroid? Does that involve Nibiru? No, I don't. Uh, yeah, I believe it was the East Coast because Florida got it really bad. And um, same thing with Europe and, and Africa. So I believe it's the, uh, uh, the, the Atlantic. But I would say uh, when... Nibiru is not coming around quite yet. Uh, I see, I see people on YouTube saying, "Yeah, it's going to be the next one on Thursday at four fifteen in the afternoon." Almost that ridiculous. No, they don't know, and I don't know exactly. But there, when they come through, 
there's a debris field that comes with it that is in the tail end of it. So if we go through that debris field, there's going to be all kinds of chocolate coming out of the sky. And that has happened before. Ask Noah. He knows all about it. Oh, yeah. All right, let's continue on here. Let's go to Rat. Do you think, then, that some of the Tekken interventions we have now are from the time travelers themselves or extraterrestrials? Yeah, I, I believe that there's some influence coming from there. I think they they will probably give us the nut, but we will have to crack it. Make your holidays magical with Kinder Joy, the unique chocolatey treat plus toy. One half of its iconic egg shape contains layers of sweet creams with crispy wafer bites. The other half has a fun holiday toy designed to spark a child's imagination. Kinder Joy makes the perfect stocking stuffers and great gifts for kids. So open a world of surprise this holiday season. Pick up Kinder Joy at your favorite retailer today. Zycam knows that when you live life to the fullest, you never want to let a cold slow you down. With Zycam's cold shortening products, you can actually shorten colds when taken at the first sign. And with the winter chill in the air, you need the number one cold shortening brand to help shorten a cold when taken at the first sign this season. Because you should never let a cold stop you from missing out on your favorite moments of the season. Click here to shop Zycam, the number one cold shortening brand. Hmm. All right. Just the same thing. We get the crashed flying saucer, but we have to rebuild it. They will not come and help us to rebuild it or back engineer it. That much I do know. Yeah. He goes, I'm talking Hmm. in regards to uh, something that I've been trying to get involved with, with my own, with my own son because he's been asking me a lot about time travel and everything lately. Uh, he's really into airplanes right now and 747s are his favorite. And he goes to me the other night, you know, how can we travel back in time or forward in time? I said, there are many people who believe that there are many people who believe there are jump rooms out there. There are many people who believe that, that, they have time travel even in their sleep. And so Yeah. And before I get I, you to I, I got, Before I get you to comment got, on that. Yeah. How do I break down time travel for a little guy who wants to know what it's about? Well, I got something for him. Just um there is scientists now that is explaining how to do it. There's big discussions going on in the scientific community. One talking to another, one the third, one the 15th one, and they are now getting together. So this technology is going to come out. Have him go to the news stores, bbc.com forward slash news forward slash on July 11, 2018. They're talking with scientists, and they're saying, this is how we build the time machine. BBC television is uh, 
well, anymore, I'm not so sure how, how credible they are when it comes to politics, but they are with science in some ways. And then there, there is other, if you go to, if you really want to go to YouTube, go and put time travel in there and watch some of the people that demonstrate their machinery. There are people out there doing this, but they don't talk as much as many of us. Because they know that if it works, the people, uh, men in black or the people from DARPA, they're going to come knocking on their door. I don't care anymore because I'm well protected. Awesome. Two minutes to go. Let's see what else we can sneak in here. Yeah. Let's go to another thing. Another thing that would be very important for people to know, you can actually go into the future. Anybody can do this. Absolutely everybody. Uh, my uh, partner on uh, on broadcast team Alpha, Nori Love, she is a hypnotherapist. She does something that I know nobody else is doing it, and that she can take people under hypnosis forward in time to meet themselves and have a discussion with themselves and ask questions, get advice from themselves. And chances are that you're a little smarter in the future. You can probably give some advice about some of the things you are doing now to make it work better. This is real. I've seen it work. I've, I talked to her about it. And this is something that everybody can do. You can get a hold of me or her through broadcastteamalpha.com and uh, call her. She, she'll tell you what it's all about. All right. 90 seconds to go. Let's get a Sanders question here. This will be our final question of the night. Can someone right. from the distant past visit in the press in the present say someone from year 983 or 893 well yeah i can think they would uh not electronically because they wouldn't have electricity back then but there are other ways to travel i don't use the time travel device anymore i do it by mind now, you know, there are prophets in the distant past. They told about things in the future that has happened. So how did they do that? Was it just a psychic vision or was it a time travel? We don't know, but I think it's possible. Aji, tell our guests where they could find all of your work. A good place to start is broadcastteamalpha.com or... If you really want to, I get emails every week from at least one or three. Uh, spiritual science, higher conscious thinking, and how to access the universal consciousness. You will find it on Amazon. And in fact, if you're in business or you like to be in business, or if you just want to have a better running family, there's another book. It's called um, Universal Success Principles and How Billionaires think love it and um, that is something that uh, these books they changes people's lives and i teach you how to use your mind in a way you normally would think would be impossible aji knows thank you so much for coming on spaced out radio coming up next steve stockton from among the missing then super duke filling in for vacationing robin haynes on the cryptid report hour three is next 
Great job, Aji. Thank you so much for your time. Take care. Aji Nost, everybody. I'm going to quickly step out. I'll be right back, guys.
right. What a fun night. Just getting the news ready here. <laughs> All right. We got fifteen seconds here, guys. Would you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR. Third and final hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Thank you for joining us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. You can join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Just do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Zinero. Zinero is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can also join us on the SOR Space Travelers Club on Patreon. It is that time of the night where we say hello to our good friend Steve Stockton from Among the Missing and more weird stories. Hello, friends. Welcome to Among the Missing YouTube channel on Spaced Out Radio. I'm Steve Stockton, and I'm about to take you on an unbelievable journey of people just like you. 
Their stories and encounters will haunt us on Among the Missing. In August of 2023, Adam Fusilier, a 32-year-old Castle Pines, Colorado rock climber, attempted a popular off-trail climb in the Logan Pass area of Glacier National Park. Rangers discovered his parked and unoccupied vehicle at Logan Pass. When Adam did not return as scheduled, Rangers were notified and a ground search was initiated on August 30. Hikers who had contact with Adam were able to share information about his location with the National Park Service ground searchers, but the search was cut short due to inclement weather. When conditions improved, aerial and ground searches using canines were conducted. Unfortunately, Adam was found deceased on September 1, 2023. In a press release, officials stated, Although this was not the desired outcome, the conclusion of the search was brought about in a more timely manner because of the efforts of all who contributed. At the time of this video, Adam's cause of death remains under investigation. Next up, Julian Sands, Baldy Bowl Area, 2023. Julian Sands, a 65-year-old actor, went missing on Friday, January 13, 2023, around 7.30 p.m. He'd gone hiking in the Baldy Bowl area of Mount Baldy, but did not return. Julian was an experienced climber and knew the potential dangers of hiking in such challenging and strenuous terrain. Officials found his car in a nearby parking lot, presumably where he'd left it before starting his hike. Search and rescue crews began an urgent search for Julian, but ground crews had to stop searching the next day due to the risk of avalanches and poor trail conditions. Inclement weather also hindered rescuers, making it challenging to conduct ground searches for extended period. Nathan Campos, a spokesman for the Sheriff's Department, revealed that even experienced hikers struggle to navigate the area because it's so hazardous. In multiple interviews, Julian had expressed his love for hiking and the mountains. During one interview in 2020, he stated that he feels the happiest when near the summit of a mountain on a beautiful chilly morning. Julian once said, People who do not climb mountains assumed it was about a great heroic sprint to the summit and ego. But actually, it's the reverse. He continued, It's about supplication and sacrifice and humility when you go to these mountains. It's not such a celebrations of oneself, but the eradication of one's self-consciousness. And so on these walks, you lose yourself. You become a vessel of energy and harmony, hopefully, with your environment. Sadly, on June 27, 2023, officials identified human remains previously found on Mount Baldy as Julian's. The cause of Julian's death could not be determined, however, due to the condition of the remains and inconclusive findings from the coroner's investigation. And lastly, we have Chad Palanche, missing from the Rocky Mountains in 2023. 49-year-old hiker Chad Palanche of Fort Collins, Colorado, was last heard from around noon on September 27, 2023, while hiking in Rocky Mountain National Park. A text message was received at that time, indicating he was almost to the summit of Mount Alice and roughly miles from the Bear Lake area. Park rangers confirmed his vehicle was still parked at the North Inlet Trailhead on the park's west side. Officials described Chad as an experienced trail runner who embarked on a 28-mile journey that started from the East Inlet Trailhead near Grand Lake 
and consisted of crossing the Continental Divide and off-trail travel through steep talus slopes. According to National Park Service officials, Chad had never taken the route he did on September 28th, despite having experience with many other routes in the area. Chad is 5 foot 7 inches tall and weighs 155 pounds. He may be wearing a black ultralight jacket, gray fanny pack, and black running shorts or leggings. Chad has a personal navigation device, but it is not set up for emergencies. Snow, wind, and ice at high elevations have impeded the search for Chad. As of the recording of this video, Chad is still missing, and anyone with any information is encouraged to contact the National Park Service's Investigative Services Bureau tip line at 888-653-0009. Thank you to Steve Stockton for kicking off Hour 3 each and every Monday through Friday night with great stories from Among the Missing. You can go hit subscribe on his channel, and he'll be right there for you with more creepy stories. YouTube.com forward slash Among the Missing. From the missing to the mysterious mountains of Montana. Yes, Super Duke returns. Filling in for vacationing Robin Haynes on the Cryptid Report. My main man, Super Duke, how you been doing, buddy? Doing good, doing good. Quite the honor to fill in for Robin McRae, who's on vacation today. <laughs> yeah, it's very rare that she's on vacation. Usually, this year, it's been you on vacation. Yeah, the- exactly. That's why it's even funnier, because she was filling in for me on vacation all summer, and I was like, oh, no, I'm filling in for Robin You're on like, vacation. oh, God, I owe her one or two or three, but I'm glad yeah, you're here. several. Usually you're here doing you're doing story time for us, and I love the stories that you read for us. But Duke, I wanted to we I rarely get a chance to actually offer you some questions around these creatures. So I thought since we have you till the bottom of the hour here, I would ask you some questions regarding you know investigation and and everything that kind of goes along with this. You know we are dealing with a creature that is still quite debated in our realm of online radio, YouTube, podcasts. And there seems to still be this great divide of what is going on with this creature between the flesh and blooders and those who believe that there might be something a little bit more mystical about this creature. You're in the mystical category on this. How did you become part of that side from the usual flesh and blooders well that's a false dichotomy that shouldn't exist in the first place misinformation agents started it to divide the community who says it can't be both make your holidays magical with kinder joy the unique chocolatey treat plus toy one half of its iconic egg shape contains layers of sweet creams with crispy wafer bites the other half has a fun holiday toy designed to spark a child's imagination kinder joy makes the perfect stocking stuffers and great gifts for kids so open a world of surprise this holiday season pick up kinder joy at your favorite retailer today Zycam knows that when you live life to the fullest, you never want to let a cold slow you down. 
With Zycam's cold shortening products, you can actually shorten colds when taken at the first sign. And with the winter chill in the air, you need the number one cold shortening brand to help shorten a cold when taken at the first sign this season. Because you should never let a cold stop you from missing out on your favorite moments of the season. Click here to shop Zycam, the number one cold shortening brand. Why can't it be both? Look at some of the mystics over in the mountains in the Himalayas that can sit out in an ice field and generate enough body heat to uh, dry out a wet blanket that somebody's thrown over their near-naked body. You know, how do they do that? They're physical. Just because you're physical doesn't mean you can't have weird spiritual powers. I think Bigfoot are definitely physical, you know. Spiritual creatures don't leave tracks. <laughs> they don't leave hair samples. They don't leave uh, scat samples. So, I, you know, I just think it's a false division that shouldn't be there, basically. It's a waste of time fighting over it. They're both. If there was a big ape that was running around the woods, we would have had one in the zoo 150 years ago. Plenty of good hunters and trappers out there. Clearly, we're not dealing with the big ape running around the woods. So what does that leave you with? Have you ever talked to some trappers who've had their either their lines uh affected by sasquatch or had their had their uh you know have seen sasquatch while they're out checking their their traps well there's been reports of trappers seeing them for sure i haven't heard much of anything in the way of sasquatch messing with their trapping operations there was one uh example from up in canada of a native guy and he wasn't fur trapping he was trapping bears nuisance bears in most cases and also just you know for to feed people uh, and his bear trap started disappearing and he went to recover the ones that were still in the area before whoever it was was taking them stole the rest of them and when he got to where one of the traps was supposed to be it was gone again and there was only one trap remaining so he started heading in that direction and when he got near it he started smelling this really bad smell and heard something coming through the brush. So he just kind of ducked off the trail to get an eye on whatever it was that was coming through up in front of him, which, as it turned out, was a Sasquatch. And it had a dead bear under one arm, and it had two bear traps over its shoulder. And it walked across the trail and kept going. Kind of like, hey, I'm going to use these. This is yeah, exactly. Like like I watched them set these up, and I watched what they could do. Now, it's easy to catch bears now. I can use these. Thanks, human. Okay, so getting back getting back to the idea that this creature does have a big brain. Oh, yeah. That's one of the problems that most of these researchers have. They think they're dealing with something that's got animal intelligence, and they're hominids. They're bipedal. They're very closely related to us. And in proportion to humans, they're much larger. So they have a bigger brain than we do. What they're, you know modus operandi as far as how they think reason use logic put things together could be completely alien and different than the way we do things but there's no question that you know your average adult sasquatch is going to have a brain a lot bigger than a human is going to have they're always thinking they're always on the move they're always you know kind of how how can i put it you know trying to to get the next the next uh, step ahead 
towards whether it's a free meal, whether it's, you know, making life easier. I mean, we see bears do this. Okay. Mm -hmm. Bears are very much known for not only being lazy creatures, but taking the easy way out. That's why, you know, when they, they enter human areas, you see them uh, going into, into garbage cans and, and into people's yards, looking in fruit trees rather than, you know, hunting in their own areas where they are supposed to be. Right. Bears are extremely opportunistic, you know, and they know where all the food sources are going to be. Oh, that orchard over there in another week or so, that's all going to be ripe and yummy and edible. They'll show up and eat it. They know where the local berry patches are, when they're going to be, you know, just in prime prime time for them to show up and eat. The Sasquatch know all this stuff, too. And they're not, you know, solo critters running around. They're usually got a group with them. So they've got a whole group of them that can run around and take advantage of all these food sources nearby. So, you know, if you've got a, a family-sized unit of them, they're probably not spending more than two hours a day gathering food. But what are they doing at the other t- 22 hours a day? <laughs> they got plenty of time to work on little interesting tricks and how to hide. And, hey, kids, work on your cloaking skills so the humans can't spot you. <laughs> We have no idea what they're doing, but, you know, just looking at how smart they have to be in order to operate, that we know they have family units, um, it would be obvious that there would be a division of work, you know. The uh, males are probably the ones that are out there throttling animals that they for meat that they want to eat. Um, you know, kids and uh, the females are digging up the tubers and catching fish out of the river and stuff like that. Um, gathering berries, that sort of thing. So, it, you know, realistically, if they're all working together as a, as a team, you know, it doesn't take them that long to gather enough food for a day. Right. Do you think they they are working as a as a major team like that? Oh, we've seen examples of them doing some pretty strange things. You know, one one we haven't been able to explain is where there was this cave, and. The people that were messing around in the cave started picking at the walls because it looked like there had been mud on it, like mud dauber birds maybe had been in there or something. And when they were picking on it, all of a sudden they noticed a little piece fell off the wall and there was a hole in the wall. The hole was like maybe three inches across. And in the hole in the wall, there was a leaf. They pulled the leaf out. Inside the leaf was a mouse that had been wrapped in the leaf. So then they got curious and started digging at the wall. And there was a whole bunch of these little holes in there that had been packed full of mud that had a single mouse wrapped in a leaf put in them. wonder what that would be for. Uh, it's their equivalent of Jack Link's beef jerky, I would guess. It's a little Basically snack. Basically free, freeze-dried mouse. Yeah, it's, it's, very, it's very almost near vegan. <laughs> they've been observed to eat mice and stuff too there was a track line that was being followed up in south dakota during the early winter the guy claimed he tracked him for almost seven miles and he said there was five or six spots where you could see the hand had reached down and scooped the snow and he was curious you know what does it do why is it doing that is it thirsty or what's it doing to the snow so after like the second time, he stopped and took a look at it and every time after that to make sure. And each time there was like a little tunnel there, like a vole or a mouse or something underneath the snow was tunneling through there. And apparently as he was walking past, he could hear it. So he just reached out and scooped him out of the snow and eat him. 
Weird. Very weird. Good protein, though. Good protein. Uh, I was that's, talking. That's, they, that's what they call trail mix. That's the Sasquatch version of trail mix. I was talking to somebody earlier today about Sasquatch, and we were talking about the idea that there is, you know, 90% of the footprints that are found are single prints, and they're usually right-footed. And you only usually mm-hmm. find one, if you're lucky, two. The theory that's out there is that this may be something where they are walking in two different dimensions at the same time. What do you think about that? It could be. I mean, it sure could be. You know, we found multiple tracks before, but uh, a lot of times the only reason you find one track is because of the substrate isn't such that it's going to carry more than one. Like they have to walk across something that's halfway soft, so therefore one of their feet sinks in and it leaves an impression. And the next step they take, they're on a root ball or they're on a rock or something, so it doesn't leave a track. And keeping in mind that they are not unaware of the fact that they leave tracks and they're trying to hide them. They know that we can see their tracks and, you know, they don't want us to be following them around. So I'm sure, I'm very sure that from the time they're very little squatchlets, they're being trained, you know, do not leave tracks. Here's how to not leave tracks. Um, was Jack, uh, Jack Barnes, Jeff Anderson, I think was in uh, Minnesota when they found that one winter trackway and followed it through the knee deep snow for three miles with their snowmobiles. One of the things that they noticed is that the subject whose trail they were following kept walking on logs, even though the logs had snow on them. So it was obvious somebody was walking on the logs. It was like habitual. Every time there was a log lying on the ground, it would walk on the log rather than walk on the ground. Why? Because it doesn't leave a track usually. And that's, they're just habitual. And they followed, they backtrailed it to where the tracks originally appeared that they found, and they couldn't figure out where they came from after a certain point. They'd come down this ridge, and they just kind of like popped out and appeared all of a sudden. Where did these come from? These tracks just appeared and started walking around. Well, then when they went back and examined them more closely, if you go from the spot where the track popped out and appeared, there was a fallen tree right there. And if you went back up the fallen tree further up the hill, it connected to another fallen tree that was laying on another fallen tree. And you could go all the way to the top of the hill, just walking down the trunks of those fallen trees and never step on the ground. And that's what it had done. That's why they couldn't find any trail prior to that. Wow. Okay. So do you think then that it never takes this creature, maybe never takes the same route twice? And that's maybe why we are having troubles finding such common patterns. We found established travel routes, and you can tell tell when they're there because they have they habitually snap branches. So if they're walking through some place, they're snapping branches off. And the other thing is they'll place leaners, like an already broken branch or a little tree, and they'll lean it against the trunk of another tree. And apparently to them, that indicates it's a travel route. But other than one place where we found what appeared to be just like an area that they were using so heavily, we didn't find any animal tracks on this trail. And this little trail was about yay wide, you know, so like 10 inches. 
but all we were finding on it was old Bigfoot tracks going in both directions. So that to us looked like a trail that they used exclusively, but this was in the middle of nowhere. And most of the other places where we found tracks and travel routes and stuff, it's a corridor. It's not a path. Like deer will walk through the same place over and over and over again and make a path. Elk, you know, a lot of animals to do that. That's where you get those game trails from. The Bigfoot won't do that. They'll mark an area, like put a leaner against a tree and, okay, somewhere within like 50, 60 feet, you know, whatever, kind of generally going this direction. <laughs> and I followed one's trail like that where there were three or four steps right in a row, right, left, right, left. And then there was nothing. But if you went to one side, it had sidestepped about seven feet, then took three or four more steps then sidestepped again, taking three or four more steps, sidestepped again. It was like doing this on purpose to throw off anybody that was trailing them, apparently. But we found other areas where there's these travel corridors, and you'll find tracks going through there, and it's not, they never go and walk the same path as the one in front of them, like humans and everybody else does. They spread out so that they don't leave a trail like that. Hmm. Very interesting. We got one minute to go here, Super Duke. I want to say a big thank you for filling in for Robin McRae, or pardon me, Robin Haynes tonight on Space no Radio. You know, you do owe her a few dates. I will <laughs> say that. But uh, do me a favor. Take the next 40 seconds. Let everybody know where they can find your channel and what you're all about. Well, you can find my super high-quality shows on... YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, BitChute support group is on Facebook, Montana Bigfoot Project, and World Bigfoot TV. And also you can find me on MeWe. And go check out my next upcoming show with uh, Eric Wood from Paranormal Highway, which is a really cool show. We're going to show you a picture of a gugwe. We're going to show you a skull of what we think is a gugwe. We're going to show you them side by side. You can make your decision what you think. I'm pretty convinced we figured out what it is. Nice. Super Duke from World Bigfoot Radio. Always appreciate you coming on in. Coming up next, get off my lawn as it's the Dave 101. Then, the strange news of the week. A jam-packed final half hour of Spaced Out Radio coming up next. Rock and roll, Super Duke. Rock oh, and or roll. I got super cool show recorded earlier today with uh, Iron Dogger is the name she goes under. And uh, she's an Alaskan, so. <clears throat> got my portlock shirt on. <laughs> nice. Short in Alaska from the, from the portlock chamber of commerce. Uh, she was in the Iron Dog race which is, you've probably heard like yeah. the Alaskan Iditarod. The Iron Dog is the snowmobile version of it, which started out decades ago as uh, like a bet at a bar, essentially. And by the time she did it uh, 20 years ago, it was 2,005 miles long. Now I guess it's up to like 2,600 ridiculous miles long. And you have to do it in seven days on a snowmobile. Are you freaking kidding? So, yeah, this was really cool. Plus, she's seen... She's had several Bigfoot experiences. One of them was when they were training to do the Iron Dog race. 
So, yeah, that was pretty cool. She thought there was some crazy drunk guy with giant feet running around barefoot in the snow, and he was going to get hypothermic. Right. And the locals all said, that's a wild man. And they're like, I don't care if he's wild or something. He's going to get hypothermic and freeze. (laughs) Totally oblivious. That's awesome. (laughs) Good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, some of the crazy stuff they did in that race, too. They had this one bay that they were going across that, you know, some years it's frozen and some years not so much. And when they went across, it was not so much. And they had 10 miles of mostly open water across the ocean to get to the other side of the track again. Oh, my God. On a snowmobile, Dave. No, I'm not doing that. No. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) No. Big no. All right. Love you guys. We'll All see right. you next time. Take Tuesday. care, Super Duke. Care, bud. We love you, buddy. That's Super Duke there. Hey, Sir Grizz, how you doing, man? And uh, Ross Dogs, nice to see you. AZ Watts, thanks for coming on in. Who else is here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Big thank you tonight to Rich Atlantis Vaughn times two. And I'm not a monster for those awesome super chats. Very much appreciate the love and support. Thank you so, so much. Thank you to all our new subscribers tonight. Very much appreciate it. Don't forget, if you're new here, hit the subscribe, ring that bell. We are here seven days a week. And I got to tell you, if you haven't come to one of our first two fan parties, I want you to put May 10th through 12th, 2024 on your calendar. Reno, Nevada at the Silver Legacy Casino and Resort. I'm going to bring in a bunch of our guests. They're going to come hang out with you guys. It's 100 bucks a ticket for the entire weekend. You get a VIP party. You take in a free live show that we are going to put out there. All of our hosts are going to be there. Jessica Jones, Rob, myself. We're going to do the show. And there's a ghost tour. That Merle is putting on. Melinda Leslie is going to put on a UFO Skywatch. Yeah. Some of the names coming so far. Geraldine Orozco. Merle. Melinda Leslie. Um, Who else is going to be there? Science Bob and Lala. Jim Goodall. I think Dr. Michael P. Masters is coming. We're going to have a bunch there. Bunch there. I'm going to start putting out emails to the to the guys to make sure that they are coming very soon. So everyone's invited. Ask your fellow listeners what it was like last year or the year before. They will tell you it was amazing. So just come. Just come. 100 bucks a ticket. Okay, that includes a swag bag, everyone. Last year, we gave out Spaced Out Radio keychains. We gave out a, everybody got a t-shirt, posters, 
beard oil, cartoons from filth. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. We we love giving away the swag bags. We got 10 seconds here, guys. Rounded third, we're heading for home tonight on Spaced Out Radio. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for joining us. We very much do appreciate earning your listening ears. Reminder to all of you that if you missed most of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button, our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join us on Patreon by signing up for the SOR Space Travelers Club. All right, it is that time of the night, that time of the week, where I yell at you to get off my lawn. It's the Dave 101. It's been a few months and I really haven't got into this topic deeply. Make your holidays magical with Kinder Joy, the unique chocolatey treat plus toy. One half of its iconic egg shape contains layers of sweet creams with crispy wafer bites. The other half has a fun holiday toy designed to spark a child's imagination. Kinder Joy makes the perfect stocking stuffers and great gifts for kids. So open a world of surprise this holiday season. Pick up Kinder Joy at your favorite retailer today. Zycam knows that when you live life to the fullest, you never want to let a cold slow you down. With Zycam's cold shortening products, you can actually shorten colds when taken at the first sign. And with the winter chill in the air, you need the number one cold shortening brand to help shorten a cold when taken at the first sign this season. Because you should never let a cold stop you from missing out on your favorite moments of the season. Click here to shop Zycam, the number one cold shortening brand on my own with the Dave 101, but I thought tonight would be the night, and I'm going to focus tonight on David Grush. This is a gentleman that you all know, if you've been listening to this show, who has come out as the main number one whistleblower ever when it comes to UFOs. This is a man who said he worked for the UAP task force. He's a decorated war veteran of the United States Air Force. He is somebody who has worked in and with people looking into the UFO UAP phenomenon. We know that he retired from that job. We know that he has come out as the main whistleblower. 
We know that he has told incredible stories and tales about crash retrievals, about alien bodies that he called the pilots coming on out. And when I look around the UFO world, whether it's in our chat room or whether it is all over X or Facebook or other podcasts and UFO channels, there is a lot of criticism that this gentleman has been taking. Now, as a journalist myself, and I know I don't look the part, but trust me, I am. I often wonder where people have got these feelings that he is a grifter, that he is somebody who is unstable, that he is somebody here just to make a buck, maybe get a television deal, a movie deal, a book deal, that he is going to cash in for something around seven zeros and walk away from this as a very rich man. I've looked at all the evidence, and I just can't see where people are against him. I don't get it. Now, I have talked to people behind the scenes, a number of people, who have met and got to know David Grush. I am going to say on the record, I have never spoken to him. Don't even know how to get a hold of him. Don't have his phone number. Don't have his email. And he's not on social media. But from the people who have discussed things with him and had intimate personal contact with him via telephone, email, apps, they all have one thing in common. He's the real deal. These are people I trust. These are people whom I believe are telling the truth. That the man has been affected by this story. He has had his life threatened, his finances threatened, his wife threatened. Everything about this man has been for the UFO community and maybe even more so the story that surrounds his topic, that we've got aliens. Now, I can understand where people will say that this guy deserves some criticism. After all, it became very public about his health card and his reasons that people believe that he can't be believed because he was suicidal at one point. He was an alcoholic at one point, but he never lost his security clearance during his health scare. Mental health is a tough, tough argument to fight against somebody. It is scary, and if you've never had mental health problems, good for you. Thank goodness you've never had to deal with anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, and everything else. Add to the fact that David Grush is also on the autism spectrum, which believed we believe he suffers from Asperger's, which is almost like a perfectionist disease. We learn that this man is human and he's allowed to have feelings and he's allowed to have his bad days. Now, real journalism, not this YouTube crap that many play, will tell you that somebody's health card is never on the topic. 
it is never a subject of a story. It's never a subject of trying to dissuade people from believing somebody is telling the truth or not. Yet for some reason in our community, it seems like a good argument. Real journalism will tell you that that's shady, it's shabby, it's dirty, it's scummy. But when it comes to David Grush and UFOs, apparently it's okay. Now, getting back to Grush, this is a man who has only been seen on social media a couple of times with documentaries from Jesse Michaels and the Yes Network and then Ross Coulthart. And, of course, George Knapp has had his words with him as well. In my opinion, David Grush has not said anything out of sorts except he cannot provide evidence. How is a guy supposed to provide evidence to the public when he has to turn it in to Congress? Let's also remember the only reason why he lost his security clearance, it only happened recently when he started becoming a whistleblower and the main face of the program. Yes, we could say David Grush has taken over as the face of the UFO franchise from Lou Elizondo, a title Elizondo never wanted to have, but people kept on deedifying him. Grush has done this on his own. He's fought the criticism, and more so, he's fought the government threats against him. The ones who are trying to stall him from getting into a skiff from Congress, the ones who are trying to stall him from moving this story of confirmation, not disclosure, confirmation, ahead. I think the man has many more answers in his head. I think the man has many more things he would like to say to the public that don't cross his NDAs because he's not somebody who is going to cross his NDAs. I think he's a true blue, red, and white American, or red, white, and blue. And he will never, ever cross the flag. I think the guy needs a break. You know, for years... Decades before Lou Elizondo, the UFO community had always wished for somebody like Elizondo or Grush, somebody from the inside, somebody with knowledge of these programs to come out and say, this is real. We've now had it happen a few times. And how do we treat that knowledge? We treat it with disrespect. We treat it like garbage, and we are looking for any way to vilify the person who is actually making the claims. I don't get it. I don't understand it. To me, I think it's wrong and disingenuous of a community that continually shoves its own foot in its mouth to make us look like fools. No, David Grush is out there for the real reasons. And from what I hear, he would like to provide what he's turned into Congress to the public. He likes transparency. The problem that we have 
is it's the government officials that are not being transparent with what he is saying or providing for them. He also knows the rules he has to play by because he doesn't want to be sued. He doesn't want to perjure himself. He doesn't want to slander anybody. So he has to be careful with what he says publicly as well. It's a very tough place to be in. I wouldn't want to stand in his shoes. And perhaps that's the main reason why we haven't seen a lot of other whistleblowers go as public as Grush has. They don't want the criticism. They don't want to be hearing their friends or their daughters or sons saying, hey, dad, or hey, mom, I heard your name on this podcast or YouTube channel, and they weren't very polite about you. No, we don't want people in the UFO cesspool. That's why they're not coming out and talking to us. We're the people of knowledge. CNN or News Nation or any other media outlet is not the medium of knowledge on this subject. There are many others who are much better covering this story, who could give a much greater influential interview than what we've seen so far, excluding Ross Coltart and George Knapp. So I still have troubles understanding why the hatred for David Grush by many in this community. I think the guy's a hero. I think he's a patriot. I think the guy should speak out more. I wish his handlers would give him that advice. I've reached out to one of his friends and said, hey, I think we're one of the only ones here on Spaced Out Radio that could give him a fair interview. Ask tough pointed questions. And I believe he would answer. Because from what I hear, he's that kind of guy. Where it's confusing is why people roll their eyes. We asked for this. We wanted this. We wanted insiders. We wanted government people who were part of the program to come out and say, this is real. And when it happened... We shot it down faster than a Russian trying to shoot down a Ukrainian drone. Yeah, it's been disgusting at times with what he has gone through. Why do you not believe him? Why do you not want to believe him is more the question that needs to be asked to the public. He's done his job. Lou Elizondo did his job. One of the reasons why Elizondo walked away was because he was tired of the BS the UFO community created for himself. Now, I remember talking to Lou about the TTSA days when he was involved there. And Lou even said to me one day that one of the biggest flaws and mistakes that the Two of the Stars Academy made was that they were not a part of the UFO community. And when Lou actually took his blinders off and started looking at how much support he had within the UFO community, that's when he started speaking. Whether you had a million viewers on YouTube or you had 110, Lou was going to try and speak to you. 
including this show, which he did a number of times. Yet it was the others, the ones who didn't believe a word he was saying without ever meeting the guy, but just prejudging, who thought he was a fake, a phony, passing misinformation, because that's what intelligence agents do. Once an intelligence agent, always an intelligence agent. And unfortunately, we see the exact same thing happening with David Grush. No, I do not believe he is part of the Disclosure for Dollars movement. It'll be interesting to see what happens over the next few years with him and whether or not a book deal does come or a television series or documentaries on his career. It'll all come out in the end because nothing ever gets washed away. But for the time being, UFO community... Somebody like Grush is who you wanted, so be thankful that you finally got it. That's your Dave 101 for tonight. Now, let us get to the news. What time is it? It's time for Shirky Pig's News. All right, let us take a look at the weird news of the week. Here's one from Northern Ireland, where a mysterious humming sound has been keeping residents of a city awake at night, and officials say they have yet to determine the source. The sound, described as a humming or buzzing noise, has been reported most frequently between 10 p.m. and midnight in Omagh County, Tyrone. Due to the wide area where the sound has been reported, it is difficult to pinpoint the exact source a spokesperson said. Officers are currently investigating the use of specialist equipment or procurement of a specialist company to assist in detecting the sound of the noise and, more importantly, where the source is. Councillor Stephen Donnelly stated the noise has been disturbing residents' sleep for several weeks. For some people, it's something they haven't gotten used to. For some people, they haven't heard it. But for a considerable amount of people, it is something that has provided a disturbance that is giving a real cause for concern. Interesting. You know, you're going to hear it from me again. I'm going to sound like a broken record. Stay out of the ocean, people. Okay? When will you learn that there are things that want to eat you in the ocean? Bull sharks, hammerheads, tiger sharks, great whites, megalodon, just to name a few. Mm -hmm. An Australian diver, of course it's Australia. Yeah, because they never learn. Yep, that's a shot at all you Aussies, even in my chat room. You never learn. Well, an Australian diver came face to face with the stuff of literal nightmares while taking a plunge into the deep blue sea last week, Bridget O'Shaughnessy had been enjoying a free diving session off the reef in Adelaide along with her dive partner, Brian Gordon-Peters. Having explored the depths and the breadths of the world's oceans on countless occasions before, there were no concerns in Bridget's mind that she was getting into a diving of a lifetime. 
for her life. Little did she know that just over an hour before jumping into the water, she'd be rushed to hospital, having been bitten in the face by a great white shark. Bitten in the face, people. Okay, this is Mike Tyson versus Evander Holyfield all over again. Her partner managed to push the shark away from her and began applying pressure on her painful wounds. Bridget was then placed in a rescue boat and brought back to shore. Off-duty lifeguard Ray Tomlinson had been waiting on the beach when he heard Peter screaming for help just minutes before or after Bridget was attacked. He said, I basically went over to assist getting the craft up onto the beach and securing it, at which time I realized there was a patient in the boat. He had applied pressure for quite amount of time, and the patient wasn't in any stress. Upon her arrival at the Flinders Medical Center, Bridget was forced to undergo two surgeries. Why? Because she had to have shark teeth removed from her face. The 32-year-old suffered severe nerve, nerve damage and had attained several other injuries, but Peters later said his friend, who is still being kept in hospital, is doing really well considering the circumstances. The circumstances was she was bitten in the face by a great white. Stay out of the ocean, people. It's just better than, than that, okay? It's better than that. Oh. Some of you never learn. A cargo plane heading from New York's JFK International to Belgium had to return to the airport after a horse escaped its stall and got loose in the underbelly of the craft. The Boeing 747, operated by Air Atlanta Icelandic, had just started its flight across the Atlantic Ocean when the pilot radioed air traffic control in Boston and said that a horse on board had escaped its stall. We don't have a problem as flying-wise, but we need to return back to New York. We cannot get the horse back secured safely. The controller responded, Roger, you are cleared to Kennedy via radar vectors. The pilot said due to the plane's weight, he had to dump about 20 tons of fuel before going back to New York. The controller gave the AOK and alerted nearby pilots about a fuel dumping in progress approximately 10 miles west of Martha's Vineyard. Wow. She got bit in the face, people. I'm still not over that story. See, this is confirming to me, don't play in the ocean. Things want to eat you there. But nobody ever listens to old Davy. Oh, no. Let's just go get our face bit by a great white. We got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thal rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio. Rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at work, at home, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everybody in our chat rooms tonight. YouTube, Twitch, LGAB, Facebook, Spreaker, LinkedIn, the Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter or X at hashtag Spaced Out Radio. I know you're out there somewhere.
Remember, this show is copyright by Spaced Out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us, because together, my friends, we own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, we got room for them, too. Good night. Hey, Diane. Holiday shopping? All done. Everyone's getting the new iPhone 15 from T-Mobile, and T-Mobile's covering the cost. Plus, I got four lines for $25 a line per month. I gotta get to T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Diane. Holiday shopping? All done. Everyone's getting the new iPhone 15 from T-Mobile, and T-Mobile's covering the cost. Plus, I got four lines for $25 a line per month. I gotta get to T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.